Hey, everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. The entire Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road, and we're th giving thanks to the Wild Rose Casino and Resorts for allowing us to do this podcast recording. Alisa, how are you tonight, my dear? Oh, why are you I'm that face? good. I just got a hangnail. Literally, like I was sticking my hand in my pocket for a chocolate and I came back out with a hangnail. <laughs> it's a Rolo. Oh. When's the last time you had a Rolo? I, um, not that long ago. I love Rolos. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My the girls had a lot them. of Thanksgiving or sorry, Thanksgiving candy, Halloween candy Rolos. And yeah, big fan oh, of those. Nice. Yeah. yeah. My dad's name's Raleigh. And so oh, yeah. he's always been a fan of Rolos because the perils they're... of reaching into your pocket for a chocolate. I know it's a little, it's a little warm, but I think it's okay. <laughs> She's Elisa Woods. I'm Steph Copley. <laughs> We're happy to be here for episode 87 of the Title IX podcast. We want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, and shout out to all the students at Iowa State who are taking exams this week. That's a not a super fun week, if I recall. Yeah. Well, it's not honestly like I think that I got through college and maybe even high school on the on the on the back of being just really good at taking standardized tests. Yeah. And I'm just I'm a good test taker. I'm not a good get your get your assignments done on time. Mm -hmm. I'm a great test taker. Which is interesting because you have a um, bakery in your home and you have to get orders done on time. That I do, but maybe it just doesn't translate. <laughs> also, how many years ago was that? Don't start counting. A couple. Like maybe two or three. Maybe. A couple. This is our Christmas episode, which we love doing every year. And if you've been listening to us for a while, you know we try to have something creative in store for you. So we hope we live up to the past <laughs> past years. We decided to not do it this year. Womp, womp. Okay, just kidding. No, seriously, though, there was a point during the Cyhawk week last week where I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then I, I got a little of the Grinchy out of me. And here we are. The way that this always happens is that you work on yours for like two weeks. And then for me, the like the night before, you're like, uh, hey. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And then I like whip something up. Let's see what you did there. But this oh, year, you'd be proud of me. It all came to me in a flurry yesterday. Mm, I'm excited. Yeah. So I had something like kind of percolating up there and then it just hit me. Mm, I like so anyway, it. stay tuned to the end. We'll do our Christmas extravaganza. And I have some Christmas stuff sprinkled in throughout for you, Lisa. So be on your toes. Awesome. Okay? Awesome. Sorry. Let's I had to take a drink. I had all that wash down in my teeth. Yeah. I thought it was going to become another ASMR episode. <laughs> all of our episodes are ASMR episodes. Oh, yeah. They are. Let's start this episode by giving major kudos to the Iowa State volleyball team. They ended their season in the second round of the NCAA championship against the Florida Gators, um, but it was a really, really positive season. They posted their first 20-win season since 2018. They had 10 Big 12 victories, which was the first um, since 2017. Their win against Florida Gulf Coast in the first round of the NCAA tournament was the 303 hundred fiftieth of Christy Johnson Johnson Lynch's career. Only two other head coaches in Iowa State history have hit that mark. 
I'm pretty sure they've made the tournament 15 out of the 18 seasons in which she's been the head coach. She's a good coach. She is a good coach. Yeah. We're lucky to have her. Um, she yeah. also this year, the um, sorry, this week, the AVCA AVCA regional awards came out. Coach uh, Johnson Lynch earned the regional coach of the year award, which is her second time. Eleanor Holthouse picked up the regional player of the year award. That was the first time in Iowa state history that um, one of our players won it. She is clearly one of the best to ever play the game at Iowa state. And it's a bummer that we have to lose her. But the good news is that the future is bright. Maya Duckworth was named regional freshman of the year. I love that. Yeah. So it's kind of like the old guard handing it over to the new guard. Good. Yeah. They were a lot of fun to watch. Um, Obviously, if you've listened, you know, they had a win over number one, Texas, and number 13, Baylor. Mm -hmm. So those were always, those are always fun to get. Heck yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you ladies. We're proud of you. Way to have a good showing out there in Florida. Get ready for next year. So how about that Cyhawk week, huh, Lisa? You know what? Um, let's can we skip this part? I feel like we have can to we do skip, our can we journalistic skip to the good duty, part of which we are not journalists. <gasps> that was that? you know. Can no. we skip to the good part? You what don't uh, you're not on you're not on the uh the old Instagram. Yeah, but what is that thing? It's a it's like a, a trend where in the real you don't watch reels. I don't watch do you? reels. What? No. That's because you're old. You're older um, than me, sister. Well, apparently I'm young at heart because I know. Let's skip to the. Can we skip to the good part? Ooh 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 ooh. What is it? It's a it's a. I mean, I feel like it's pretty self explanatory. They sing that when it's a not a great part, and then. It skips to the good part. Mm. Okay. So well, anyway, good part. <laughs> um, on to, on to- <laughs> All right. I feel like we don't need to go seriously, though, into super crazy depth with the Cyhawk stuff. Those games were horrible. Horrible. They, they were over before they started. We oh looked shell-shocked. In both women's and men's. Yeah. And I, like, the men are what they are, and they're going to have games like that. And it's we know that. The women, what? Yeah happened i have no idea and it i know we were ahead at half but man it didn't feel that way no it was weird it was there was so much standing around like looking at each other and i don't know that just that that game felt made me a little concerned and i feel like we should talk about that so the women dropped to number 14 in the polls which whatever it's fine they lose in iowa city they destroyed Jacksonville yesterday at home, as they should. Jacksonville is not a good team. Right. So they took care of business, which is exactly what we need them to do. And, you know, they offensively moved the ball. I felt like things looked better yesterday. But again, it's against a bad opponent. So I'm wondering what exactly is going on here, where we lose the 17-point lead against, um, help me out, in the tournament. Why am I blanking right now? Can, can, no. North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you. I kept thinking blue blood and all I had in my head was Kentucky. And I was like, I know yeah. it wasn't them. So we have this game where we blow a 17 point lead and then we go into Iowa city and we just don't show up. Yeah. And I know there are some growing pains when you add a post player who has a presence that definitely this group has never seen before. And generally we haven't seen at Iowa state for a long time, but I just thought 
despite that going into this year with you, with these um, guards who have so much experience, Ashley Jones, who's a veteran, I didn't expect to have these letdown games like that, or these yeah. letdown quarters or letdown halves. And I have this little seed of nervousness and insecurity that's growing a little bit. Yeah. And I want your take on whether I'm overreacting or not. I don't think you're overreacting. And you said like these halves or these quarters, like UNC was the whole second half. Yeah. Um, Iowa was really just the third quarter. Mm-hmm. The first quarter, like, both teams played terrible. Right. But that right. was both teams. Right? Yeah. But really like the blowout came, like they, they made their space in the third quarter. And mm-hmm. so it makes me wonder like, what is happening at halftime mm-hmm. that, are the other teams making adjustments and we're not yeah um are we going in there and kind of like losing our spark a little bit losing our intensity at halftime like what and it's hard for us to know like what is happening behind the doors at mm-hmm. halftime mm-hmm. that coming out in the third quarter we just come out a little lackluster you and I have talked about this before I tweeted it um last week but this team lacks a killer there is just something we are too Iowa nice. We yeah. are too polite. And it is something, and I'm I say that part joking because I do love the way that oftentimes when other teams would be rattled and shaken by a bad call or by another team, you know, being too physical or whatever the case is, we often are poised. But this year it's like almost too poised. Like yeah. I want someone to go out there and freak out, like yeah. not in a, not at the officials or not at another player, but just like you hit a three or you it's an, and one, I just want to see you like flex or, yeah. you know, a fist pump or something like that. It's just not there. Yeah. The only one we see do that is Maggie and she's not getting the minutes that I would have expected her to get at this point in the season. Yeah. I think that uh, we, we tend to see Ashley kind of get thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> and then, you know, we kind of, Oh, our, no, our, not our Ashley, not yeah. our Ashley. Yeah. But it's like, she needs to toughen up a little bit yeah. at some point. And I don't want to like call somebody out, no. but, but at it, some it's point, not even like, like throwing it's, you know, like she does get thrown around. It's the, yeah. it's the, how she, she's always gets up. She, we know she's tough. Like that's, yeah. it's not a criticism of her physically. It's a criticism of like, show us like show us and yesterday I don't know how much you watched of that um game yesterday now again this is against a far inferior opponent okay but she was a presence inside she was making herself known she was establishing her ground and that was the most physical play I've seen her um I don't know I, I would say this entire season so far yeah so I wonder if if that was a discussion that was had I hope so yeah because I totally yeah. agree with you And I think like when we're talking about the men, like obviously like jazz is incredibly streaky. Mm -hmm. Like Caleb grill is the epitome of streaky. I just don't want, I don't think that the women have to be streaky. I think that they have the capacity and the capability to be consistent. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's right after half. Like maybe leave them out on the court at halftime. Like let's all (laughs) stay in our seats. Let them run around. Yeah. Run sprints. Oh gosh. What team was that? They made them. That was at Hilton, wasn't it? Um, I remember that. The men were playing somebody and they mm-hmm. made them like stay out on the court and run sprints during halftime. That was embarrassing, but I don't, there's gotta be something and there's gotta be, there has to be a player who steps up and 
brings everybody together, yeah. you know, after the coaches have their, their halftime discussion, after they talk about the changes that are going to be made, there has to be a player that comes in, pulls everybody together and kind of hypes everybody up rallies says yeah throws a couple f-bombs that's i was just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) like and i i like we had emily on the podcast she had like she can do this i know well we and she gets that look in her eye where you know it's there yeah it is there and i think that it needs to be cultivated a little bit i need think that it needs to bring be brought out a little bit yeah and i uh Go ahead. There, it feels like it feels a little bit like they're playing to lose playing or playing to, not to lose. yes right it just and it's, it's like that's that's what happened in the tournament last mm-hmm. year like we went and played not to lose against Creighton and lost. it's just very like if I'm imagining a heartbeat it's just like blah yeah <laughs> yeah you know, and we know that we're flatlining. Like, well, and this isn't like something against these women. Like we know that they have it in them. Oh yeah. We just, we want to see it. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's, it's hard because this is Bill is coach Fennelly has for a lot of years, you know, he's always had this team that is known to be very polite on and off the court. And yeah. you can still be that and yeah. be emotional and excited and they've got to figure out a way to be able to, sh- to do both of those things. Yeah. This is arguably the best team that I has ever had. Yeah. And Bill Finley has been at Iowa state for a long time, a couple of years. Yeah. And there is still such a difference between the top four or five teams and us yeah and we need to figure out how to become one of the those top four or five teams because it's happening it isn't it isn't the top one or two teams anymore. no it isn't baylor and yukon yeah anymore you know it's not notre dame baylor yukon at the top and everybody else like other teams are starting to infiltrate and we need to also infiltrate. Okay. This is amazing. So Elisa, and just to give everybody a heads up, Elisa and I talk about just kind of the general outline of our podcast before we record, just so we make, you know, we're not rambling, but we oftentimes don't get into the weeds because we like it to be fresh. And I have Elisa, that point that Elisa just made, that is my next point in my outline. So we are on the same page, girl. Make and it, girl. Make that the, point. <laughs> it's just interesting to me because this year, more than any year I can recall in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, as long as, you know, I've been really focused on women's basketball. This year, more than any other, teams in the top 25 seem to be beating the crap out of each other. Like yeah. all over the place. There's a lot of good non-conference matchups right out of the gate this year. And the parody, the parody is there. Unlike, and you know, the, one of the criticisms of UConn with that crazy streak of wins was, well, it's boring. It's the same. Yeah. We don't, yeah. that's not women's basketball anymore. But yeah. to your point, Elisa, you know, it's South Carolina, it's Stanford. Those are the clear front runners, but then who knows after that? Yeah. And we're in that mix, but I don't feel like we're where we need to be with the addition of Stephanie Suarez. That yeah. was the missing piece. She was the key. And I don't think we've quite figured out how to get her, you know, use her to the best of her ability and the surrounding team's ability. Yeah. And I, you're absolutely right about that. That's you and I have talked about that being the missing piece, that strong post presence for years now. Well, we have it. 
got to figure out how to use it. Yeah, definitely. So Interessante. The, the, the Cyclones are off this week for finals, but then we turn around and play ranked Villanova on Sunday out in Connecticut. <laughs> and then we play Drake at home next week on the 22nd, I think. That's so, always a doozy. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, it's, this is not a cakewalk. There's, a, there's a reason the men don't play yes. you and I and Drake anymore. Well, and there's Drake a reason. Took Iowa to overtime. I mean, yeah. this is not, these next two games are not guaranteed W's at all. At I mean, all. at all. I would not be surprised if we walk out of there one and one. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have tempered my expectations a bit. I had sky high expectations for this team and I really do think they were warranted, but at this point, I just, I'm a little concerned with how it seems to be meshing. And I don't know why that doesn't make sense to me with the, the experience we have and the talent we have. So yeah, I'm hopeful, but I am less optimistic than I was. Yeah. I feel like they all need to maybe have a, have a girl's weekend or something <laughs> like, let's all just get together, beat the crap out of each other, air out our grievances, <laughs> share our deepest, darkest secrets and let's paint get back on, put in get back on, rollers. well, uh, get back on the court and kick some ass. All right. Well, I'm glad to know that we were both kind of on the same page there because I don't think we're overreacting with that. Ames. I do have some hot takes on Purdy though. So yeah, I don't know if you that. and I are going to be on the, on the same page. I bet we will be. Okay. 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 You tell me your hot takes. <clears throat> so clearly if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you don't know that Brock Purdy started for the 49ers and like they totally beat the pants off of Tom Brady, then I'm confused. <laughs> Where the hell were you on Sunday? Where have you been? Um, hey, welcome. Nice to meet you. We're welcome. glad you're here. Um, so that happened, and I have just been like, like overwhelmed with excitement. I set my alarm for seven fifty eight to turn it to KXNO and listen to the Dan Patrick Show. Cause I was like, I cannot miss the start. Cause I guarantee he will talk about him. Yeah. And I made a joke on Twitter that I was taking a drink for every time Dan Patrick oh, mentioned God. Brock Purdy and like, boom, are I you sure been... it was a joke or you didn't answer my text for like five hours. Today. I know that's she true. I, out. I did. I just lost my phone and I was like, well, I can keep up with everything on my watch. And then I was like, apparently I cannot yeah, keep up tough. with everything on my watch. So um, do you, do you, how often do you use the little call your phone with your watch button? Um, more than I thought I would like 20 probably. times a day. Okay. Not that many, but I appreciate it. I'm glad so it's so many, so many. My kids take my phone though yeah. and disappear with it to take videos. Um, so anyway, Brock Purdy insane, like so proud. And I just was wondering, oh, and the they they talked about how like they worked on his mechanics oh, yeah. increased his, his arm speed a little bit and i can't help but wonder <laughs> and this is not going to be popular did we waste his college career no i look if you're not okay let's let's just pause here for a second nothing you said is wrong and if that <laughs> thought hasn't crossed your mind you're not being honest with yourself. 
However, it's, it's a one-off game, but well, okay, but they we've read about in Sports Illustrated how they increased his arm speed by like five miles an hour in yeah. the course of like you know one off season, right? So if that doesn't cross your mind, you're not being honest with yourself. That being and he said, totally reshaped his entire body. Y- yes, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, I didn't think, I didn't I think mean, there was anything wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> coffee it is possible however to have that thought and just be really happy for the career that he had which is how i am how i'm choosing to move forward yeah with that little little nagging thought in the back of my head yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong (sighs) it hurts though it hurts a lot I don't think we wasted it. Did we potentially not take it to the level that it could have been taken? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, also- I don't want to say our coaching staff is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm not going to say that. I thought it. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law always says like, well, I'm not going to say anything, but, and then says it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or she'll like say something and you're like, oh dear God. And she'll say, but I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but, but you just but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say anything. It but. it was, yeah, no. And I saw some people do that on Twitter yesterday. And I was like, just, just let us have this moment. Yeah. Just let us, just let us yeah. enjoy this. And, it, but no, it's true. And I, it's like one of those things where it was a good reminder yesterday of how lucky we were to have him, not only for his clear athleticism but because he was a good kid a good person and it's cool to see that playing out in the nfl i mean he's not i mean that is brock purdy is who he is that's not some kind of a shtick you know like he's a good genuine like good good guy and i just think it's cool to see that carry over um because that was very much who he was to iowa state too it is and for the family to get some love oh my gosh i mean we saw our people out there, you know, yes. and it did. It was one of those days where like, I've never met Brock Purdy, but yeah. I felt like I was so proud of him. Yeah. And I had, I felt like I had this ownership over his career that I clearly had absolutely yeah. nothing to do with, but it was one of those days on social media where it was like, this is a really cool community that we have. And it was one of those days where there was no infighting. It was just happy yeah and it was this collective joy and we don't get that very often anymore i'm happy for him you're not i bet you a chiswick coin that you said i'm so proud so proud that's what do you think is gonna happen is that like such an iowa state little saying thing that i just did there sure is and i I used to love it i used to love the i'm so proud and now i'm sometimes like oh i'm so proud it's like the who is the politician that like said, yeah. Oh gosh. That was an Iowa. Howard Dean. I know. Yeah, was Howard it Howard Dean? Dean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the so end. Proud. The beginning of the end right there. It was the, the same intensity. Yes, it was. That's a great <laughs> comparison. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, my friend Brad messaged me and said this now, Bra- uh, Brock party was an unknown commodity as yeah. of Sunday morning. Yeah. And now he's he's everywhere. 
teams now have film on him in a game. So what yes. happens Thursday when they've seen him actually play? Yeah. It's going to so be I an uphill battle, Sam. I'm I'm curious if they showed all of their cards, um, which I would hope that they didn't um, in a blowout. But also you yeah. really want to secure that win yeah. and make sure that you secure that win. And there's a reason win. he didn't play much in the second right. half. And you, you've seen some tape, but it's, it's interesting because you kind of see, you, you see the, you see the same story kind of follow each other. So, (laughs) um, you know, we kind of see the same story with Brett Favre and then we see it with Aaron Rodgers, and then we see it with Jordan Love. And so you kind of see it here, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, with the with the Patriots and then here comes in you know he was a pretty much unknown and then all of a sudden he plays really well for the Patriots you know has a twinkle in his eye and a <laughs> you know a strong calf game and all of a sudden here's Brock Purdy sort of doing a similar thing you yeah. know he's He's taking advantage of his situation. And now I think that coaches are seeing what is possible with him. Does he have an incredible defense? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Does Is everything around him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, is McCaffrey insanity? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? He took advantage of that wonderful insanity around him and made he could not have played better. Right. I mean, he, that was everything and more that you could have asked for, for a first start for someone right. and kudos to him for that. The moment yeah. was not too big for him. Yeah. There were some throws. There were <laughs> more than some throws that were behind the receiver, but luckily his receivers were great Yeah, and were in, in great positions. Um, I think that they took advantage of a depleted and not great Tampa Bay defense. Yes. Um, so I would be interested to see if he can watch his tape and kind of shore up some of those passes, because that's what we saw from him his last couple years at Iowa state too, a little bit behind the receiver, um, half a second too late, but also we saw him make a lot of the right, um, choices, Mm -hmm. a lot of the right reads. Whereas the last couple of years at Iowa state, we saw him make some of the wrong reads and mm-hmm. some of the big situations. So to see him like mentally make the right choices, I think getting the ball in front of the receiver is a minor tweak. Yeah. And he has the right people around him to show him how to do that. Definitely. It was awesome. I think it was that, a good day to be a cyclone. Like I think about, um, <laughs> I think about our, the Iowa state's team right now and how, we can improve. And I think that, um, I think that it's a little more mental than it was then like comparing it to what Brock is doing right oh, now. Right. It's a little, it, what Brock needs to shore up is not mechanics. mental. It's physical. It's right. mechanics. Right. What Iowa state needs to fix, I think is mental. So, yeah, because we heard about physical, um, where there wasn't a ton of physical drop off right. between Brock and Hunter. Right. Right. I agree. But with I you think there. that, I think that there is, some, um, and I, it makes me wonder because, you know, Brock struggled with some of the reads and now Hunter's struggling with some of the reads, like, but the, the physical ability is there. And now we see 
now we see Brock Purdy going to, I'm like rambling, but like now we see Brock Purdy go to the NFL and the mental aspect is there. He knows the playbook Mm -hmm. forwards and backwards. So it's like, let's let's shake we did shake it up we're i was just gonna say well hopefully this year we see that maybe that was truly yeah. the problem yeah i'm curious i'm curious let's let's put a pin in that we shall Come do you want some uh, christmas trivia before we move on oh yeah hit me jesus <laughs> that's always the answer right it's a good guess okay you're ready yeah. For the first trivia question of our Christmas Title IX extravaganza. Oh, no. Is this going to be about movies? No. I intentionally okay. didn't do movies for okay, you. Gracias. I have one movie question, but it's not about the movie itself. Anyway, okay. according to her daughter, what is associate head coach Jody Steyer's favorite Christmas goodie? Is it A, double chocolate chip cookies, B, gingerbread cookies, C, peanut brittle, or D, hot cocoa it's peanut brittle that is incorrect it is double chocolate chip cookies that was gonna be my first guess when you said that but then i was like i think that she liked my cashew brittle but she was lying to you Mm, my cashew brittle is good your cashew brittle is to die for okay one more trivia question before okay uh, talk some serious britney greiner news ready okay Mariah Carey's iconic Christmas hit, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You, officially signals the start of the festive period. Christmas. But what year was the song released? One thing I need. 94. That is was that right? Yeah. Booyah. Well done. How did I know that? Did you actually know it or was it a guess? Nope. It was a guess. I was like, I think that it was probably like mid to early 90s. And so I just went with my gut, which was 94. I'm proud of you. That is my favorite Christmas song. So I mean, of course it is. I love it. All right. We'll be back with more Christmas trivia in a moment. But first, let's talk about Brittany Griner coming home. Oh, feels good. It does feel good. So I think you and I first practice. Yeah. Okay. She say that again. In her first practice. She dunked in her first workout in yeah. ten months. You guys. Yeah. She's a badass. And <clears throat> oh, you're probably gonna cover all of this. Go ahead. No, you go. You're good. Um. So the WNBA is working to restructure some of the pay, um, so the players don't have to go overseas anymore. Because again. Because the WNBA pay is not so super great. A lot of times these players, some of the stars of the league are going overseas to kind of supplement their income so that they have enough to play to, um, you know, to live year round. So that, and that is why Brittany was going over there in the first place. And I'm curious to see how that changes like the European leagues and stuff. Right. So, um, I'm not, I think it's fair to say neither of us are experts in international politics. And if you're listening to us, I'm guessing you're not either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it's true. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's messed up. I just saw a I lot of stuff. In you guys. I mean, you might be in if you are. Good for you. But I just saw a lot about this is a bad deal. This is a not a good trade. Okay. And I that was really bothering me because I was just like, why can we not be happy that our American citizen is back? And I saw this. I have a couple ideas why people aren't happy, but <laughs> go off. Go off, queen. 
I just saw this thread on Twitter and it, it was very articulate and I'm just going to read a piece of it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> It says moments like this can reflect what we value in society. Russia wanted to release a ruthless killer. We wanted someone who made a mistake, either intentionally or accidentally. In other words, we valued the life and freedom of a black athlete. Russia valued a man who traffics in death. That doesn't make us weak. It makes us strong. Think of what Griner's release represents to Americans and what bouts. That's the, um, the Russian guy that we traded represents to Russia. There's something profoundly strong in setting example by saying we believe every American, even when they make mistakes, has incredible value and deserves our support when they're unjustly held. Russia values killers. We value a basketball player. Your importance and your value to our government are not derived simply by what function you played at the U.S. government. Russia wanted him released because he represented and served a strategic interest for their their country. We wanted Griner, even though her release serves no strategic objective for the U.S., and I just thought to me that put that said that was exactly what I've been trying to say for months now is that she matters. She matters. And I appreciate that people are concerned about who we exchanged. And I get that the guy is a lunatic killer. I'm not I am not trying to lessen the severity of that. But we got our citizen back and she is safe and she was unjustly held. And I don't know. I don't know why we can't just celebrate that. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. Thank you. That wasn't mine. That was at <laughs> Iman M. It's A-Y-M-A-M-M-A-N-M on Twitter. If you want to read the whole thread, it was very well done. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break, Elisa. Then we'll head into some fun, more Christmas trivia. We'll give some kudos and then we'll get to our songs. All right. We want to give a shout out to our friend, Hope Wood. She does the will in a day program where you can actually get together with her, fill out some paperwork and have your will completed in a day. Hence the name, the will in the day program. Uh, she has her website and all the information you might need at hopewoodjd.com. If you n- use the code fanatic, you'll get $50 off hopes will in a day program. She's a great human, a great cyclone, and you guys will love her. We are brought to you by authentic brand. Authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. Okay, Lisa, we have more Christmas trivia. I love it. According to her mother, what was Maggie Espen Miller McGraw's favorite Christmas gift as a child? A, Tickle Me Elmo. B, Every Dream House. C, Polly Pocket, or D, My Little Pony. Okay. I feel like My Little Pony and Polly Pocket might be a little bit old. If it's Tickle Me Elmo, I'm going to feel a little bit old. (laughs) I'm going to go with Tickle Me Elmo. Womp womp. I'm actually really. Polly Pocket and My Little Pony, actually. Really? Yeah, it was both. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. She's an old soul. And we're just young bucks. Yeah. Okay. In what year was the movie Elf released? This will make you feel real old. Because I saw it and I was like, what? Surely Um, that is a misprint. 98? Oh, better. Okay. You went went old. It was 2003. Oh, okay. Seems like a long time ago. Movies, bro. Movies, bro. 
Okay, time for one of my favorite parts of the podcast, the kudos section. Kudos. Okay. Do you remember kudos, the like the bars? bars? Yeah. Oh, Do they not God. still exist? I would met. I don't think so. That's a shame. The ones that had like stickers on top of them. If I got a, if I got a mini M M&M and M one, I would be pissed. Oh, I liked those. Oh no, I only wanted the mini Snickers ones. Those were num, num, num. those those were probably around in two thousand three. Okay. Anyway, I hate giving the Bing Ten credit, but they did something cool. No, you don't. You love it. No, you love I, giving them credit. No, I don't. Mm. The Big Ten Network strategically scheduled the Black Friday volleyball match between Wisconsin and Nebraska to fo- follow the Nebraska-Iowa football game, which increased their viewership substantially. Volleyball drew 587,000 viewers that day, which was a 54% jump over the previous most watched volleyball match in the channel's 15-year history. Wow. Several years ago, the Big Ten Network executives noticed that the volleyball audience was younger and more female, and they decided that that would be an audience they wanted to cultivate. So they started increases the mat- increasing the matches that they were showing and putting them in strategic times to increase the viewership. And crazy, but it worked. <laughs> so kudos to the Big Ten Network. Amazing. Amazing. Um, did you hear that there is a second sports bar devoted to showcasing yes. women's sports in Washington. Where was the other one? Portland, Portland, Portlandia. So Ballard's rough and tumble is the first women's sports bar focus women's sports focused bar in Washington. Yeah. Second in the U S when are we getting one here? I mean, you want to hey, go Teddy in Holly. together? You know, <laughs> Teddy does bars. And restaurants. Yeah. Teddy. Teddy, Teddy let me you tell you something. Me? Your cousin was a friend of mine. Um, so we have a connection. And but Teddy we and I knew each other in high school, so we yep, have a connection. Double connection. Um yes, it just makes and why wouldn't you want to partner with us? We're I know brilliant. We will come to your establishment and watch sports and drink beer. You're damn right we will. No, it's you really cool. This is very random. You know what I'm really feeling? Uh, like room temperature Rolo that was spent in your pocket. No. What? No. Um, I'm really feeling a Manhattan right now. Oh, look at look what I'm. Is drinking. that what you're drinking? Yes. Stop it. Is that why? Did you feel it through the screen? No. How, Steph? It's Can like you, we have, baby. It's like we have ESPN or something. something. We could drink a Manhattan at our sports <laughs> bar for women. I will. I will drink a Manhattan. Yes. Teddy. Shout and out to the U.S. men's national team for getting past pool play in the World Cup so that the women yeah. could get paid. Finally. Heck yeah. The new labor agreements with U.S. soccer guarantee the equal split of prize money for the men's and women's teams. Reaching the round of 16 already locked in $13 million payday for the two uh, squads. That is more than the combined prizes the women's team collected for their 2019 World Cup victory in France and their 2015 title in Canada. You guys, before anyone comes at us, the men were part of this bargaining agreement. Right. Wanted it. And if you first, it was second, their idea. It was. And if you for a second say that men, 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 soccer is more popular, I have the numbers and it's not. Okay. The 2019 2015 Women's Ooh. World Cup 
were watched by more U.S. viewers than the U.S. men's national team this go round. So hush, the women deserve it. And I could not be happier for them. Mm, Bananas. You didn't meet my energy there. And that's some horseshit. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Your turn. Uh, I don't know if I really have anything else. Oh, I have more. To be honest. Okay. I'm on a roll. Let me go. Okay. Yeah. You keep going. Give me some butter. You UCLA, I'm on a roll. You want butter? Give me some on butter. I'm on a roll. UCLA's head women's <laughs> soccer coach, Marguerite Aozaza, is the first yeah. first year soccer coach in NCAA history to win a national title. I love it. And that. it was a wild game. It went into two mm-hmm. overtime periods. My girls were watching it. It was really, it looked like it was so cold there. All the players that weren't in the, you know, on the on the pitch. We're in these giant parkas. And then she got doused in Gatorade and she looked miserable, but she, yeah, but good for them. Good for you. Um, I think they're going to be a powerhouse for years to come. Stanford coach, uh, women's basketball coach, Tara Vanderveer made her 619th appearance in the AP top 25 this week, passing Pat summit for most all time. That woman is a force to be reckoned with. She's one of my favorite female figures in all of sports. Same. I'm a fan. And Last piece of kudos, Sports Illustrated named their female athlete of the year. It's OU's Jocelyn Allo. She was the standout softball player on their national championship winning team. For reference, Aaron Judge was the male athlete of the year. That shows you how dominant she was. <laughs> she finished the 2022 season with a um, 515 batting average, a 646 on-base percentage, and she set the NCAA career record for home runs, total bases, and slugging percentage. She was a freak of nature, and... I'm thankful that her career at OU is over so we don't have to see her anymore. <laughs> Hilarious. Woo! Where is she going to, what's she going to do now? She is on the roster for the Oklahoma city spark, which is women's professional fast pitch league. And I don't awesome. know it's WPF, um, which is funny. WTF. So not, um, not athletes unlimited. No, not athletes unlimited. Although I would be surprised if she didn't do stuff like that because there's yeah. just not a huge softball presence outside of, olympics so i'm sure she's yeah. doing whatever she can to make some cash excellent okay before we get into our um christmas poems readings dramatic interpretations, songs i have two more trivia questions for you the final round mine. of the title nine christmas trivia i would i've only answered one correctly yeah you're one for three right now and i and jamie's my friend so i should have gotten that one right yeah about her what mom kind of a friend are you I'm her cookie dealer. I should have known this. (laughs) Okay. What was Emily Ryan's holiday tradition as a child growing up? A, was it running a 5K? And this is like Christmas morning, you know, like the turkey trot. Oh gosh, it probably is. Making a birthday cake and singing happy birthday to Jesus. C, doing a white elephant gift exchange with her family. Or D, Christmas caroling around the neighborhood. I cannot see her doing Christmas caroling. So that is probably right. Um, I'm There's going your cyclone to pessimism say, coming through. <laughs> um, is, the, is the 5K too obvious? These hmm. are your questions to answer, not I mine. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm talking through it. I'm talking through it. What were the other options? White Elefante. I don't and know. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. That one is just wild enough to not 
to be correct. I'm going to go with happy birthday, Jesus. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, let's go. Yeah. She was so cute. <laughs> I reached out and told her I was going to ask you trivia and loosely boarded trivia. And um, she's like, well, we don't have that many fun traditions, but we did make a birthday cake and saying happy birthday, Jesus. And I was like, Emily, this is perfect. Yeah, that's very unique. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> All right, last round of trivia. How many reindeer are featured in the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas? There was Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, nine. Yeah, but that's Rudolph. That was not Twas the Night Before Christmas. Rudolph oh, is not in Twas the Night Before Christmas. You're wrong. Womp, womp, womp. It's Dang. only eight. Okay, well, I got the song right. I knew I'd trick you on that one. You did trick me on that one. Okay, let's get to it. Here's what the You know, if there's an for. opportunity to sing, I will which I'm not going to soon. I'm going to sing, was... so you should sing. Okay. But, okay. Go ahead. Do you want to do yours or mine first? I just thought mine would be fun as an as a dramatic reading. Dramatic reading. Yeah. Do it. Do you want mine first? Well, do you want mine? No, I'm asking. I'm saying do it however you want to do it. No, you do yours first because I want to hear your beautiful voice. I'm like, la, 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 okay, la, this la. It is my version of it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes. And I'm going to this sing it. This is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Not anymore. Oh, I bet I'm going to love it. I'm going to sing it in the voice of Robert Farrell. <laughs> sing Real, it in the I'm gonna... It's going too fast. It's going to be Steph <laughs> Copley doing Will Ferrell's impression. No, Steph Copley impersonating Will Ferrell, impersonating is, Robert Goulet. Okay, literally, that is my favorite, like, SNL Christmas day. It's going too like, fast. It's going too fast. Okay, this is going to be delightful. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to try to do, and this is a really <laughs> high-level setup that we have. Thanks, Jared. Oh they only God. give us the best here at Cyclone Fanatic. So we <laughs> We're recording on Zoom, and I don't yeah. know how to get music to play through. So I'm going to play oh. music off of my phone into my microphone while I sing. Okay. So if it's not working, I'll give you a timeout. Okay. All right. It looks. This is what timeout looks like. Okay. She's giving, she's calling a timeout to the official on the floor. Okay. Is it 30 second or is it full? That was a technical. This is oh, the time. Okay. 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 Here we go. Ready? So give yeah. me a thumbs up if the music comes through. Okay. 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 It's coming. <laughs> Is it working? A little bit. Not I can great. hear it when you talk. Oh, so I okay. bet when you sing, that it'll be good. <laughs> Start this over. This is going to be great. <clears throat> so you can hear it when I talk, you say? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's a little out of my range. With the team out there bawling and everyone hauling to Hilton to cheer. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season. Alisa, stop laughing. I can't keep it together. 
<laughs> with the defense from Lexi and post play from Stephanie, who's really quite tall. <laughs> it's the happiest season. Oh. Elisa's laughing. I can't do it. We'll see Kane out there hustling and Ashley Jones hustling and Emily leading the way. There'll be lots of new stories and tales of the glories of playing the Iowa State way. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Still out of marriage. getting lower? There'll be Maggie in headbands and she'll have the hot hand when the tourney is near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And then that's it. That's it. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. I loved that. I couldn't. I couldn't do it because you were laughing so I'm hard. I'm sorry. I was trying laugh. to cover my face. Oh, oh, my, my eyes are watering. Oh, my Robert gosh. Goulet. Robert Goulet. Quick staring it, contest. My, my favorite part. Win, is it getting lower? I thought you went down an octave. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, you guys, the best part is that when I was in high school, I was in all state choir. <laughs> you weren't, that was I not as a bass. You were a bass. Not as Robert Goulet. Oh. <sighs> okay. Here's the situation is that I know most of, I know the tune to most of this, but then there's a part where it gets confusing. <laughs> um, do you think that I could find just the music to it and I could play the music? I'm okay. sure you can. It's the internet. Um, Everything's on the internet. I know. Okay. Okay. Are you, blah, blah, blah. Wait, are you singing or are you doing a dramatic reading? I don't know. What do you want me to do? Whatever you feel comfortable with. You were pumped about doing a dramatic reading. So I do was. a dramatic reading. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this is called last christmas by wham last christmas i gave you my heart but the very next play you gave it away this year to save me from tears i'll cheer for someone special once smitten by Brees hall we went the distance beat oregon at football tell me baby do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. Am I right? Doesn't surprise me. Uh, happy off season. I wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying, stop losing. And I meant it. Now I know what a fool I've been. But if you beat Iowa, I know you'll fool me again. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next play. You gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll cheer for someone special. A crowded Hilton, a friend with tight tops. <laughs> I'm cheering for you. And Jazz Coons' flops. My God, I thought it would take a while. Me? I'll sit here with my clone cone and smile. A crowded Hilton, a familiar friendly. I'm screaming Maggie, Ashley, and Emily. My God, I'll do whatever Jamie Pollard says. Now, I stand up for Stephanie Suarez. Last Christmas, 
I gave you my heart. But the very next play, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll cheer for someone special. You, the end. You have officially ruined two songs for me now. <laughs> Because I can't hear tw- the 12 Days of Christmas oh, yeah. without singing and Maggie Espen Miller McGraw. And now I'm going to hear this song and go, and last Christmas. <laughs> the very next, next play, play, you, you gave, gave it, it away. away. My favorite part was if you beat Iowa. <laughs> I mean, are we right? If you beat Iowa, you'll fool us again and we'll be yes. excited for the uh, season. Can you again. sing? Can you just sing like the chorus last christmas i gave you my heart but the very next play you gave it away this is as britney spears i think <laughs> this year see me from tears i'll cheer for someone special oh my god hey what you were doing the britney spears movements too she like and you just embodied she, britney spears has she right sang there. this song before because i feel like she could Oh, Lisa, that was really good. (laughs) Wow. I don't know what I, I don't know. I think every year is my favorite. I now have three favorites. It's hard because the 12 days of Christmas were pretty good. Yeah. And you sang every last word of that. I did. (laughs) I don't even remember what uh, the only one I remember is. And Maggie Maggie Espen Miller McGraw. And it's hilarious because like people on Twitter still say. Oh, yeah. Of course they do, because it is so funny. It is so funny. You know, the the best part was when Scott Sipker thought he really came up with something that was copied us the first year. So the first year we did this, Elisa and I both rewrote was the night before Christmas. And And we didn't know the other one was doing that. Right. We just happened to both choose the same thing and do the exact same thing. And then we're the same person. Yes. In different packages. (laughs) slightly different <laughs> you're talking about her hair color clearly right it could fit two of you in mine one in each one in each thigh oh i was gonna make an inappropriate joke about <laughs> never mind it's fine oh dear no, never mind. it could go bad right I there so i stopped yeah. i stopped Steph. anyway i tried to but... steal our thunder yeah yeah he did he has since never apologized I don't know. I think we've probably we're way more popular than he is. It's true. He's traveling the world doing his thing. Japan. Meanwhile, we're here doing ours on Zoom. I heard he was at the library last week. Nerd. Nerd. Anyway, (laughs) I think we need to be done now. (laughs) Okay. You're probably right. You're probably right. We need to be done. We're sorry, everyone, but we hope I'm you not, loved it. I'm not sorry. I believe that. Lil's Christmas. I okay, one more thing. Heart. Do you follow her on Instagram, Brittany? Steph. Yes? Yes. I can't look away. Steph. It's a lot. Yeah, it is, but I can't stop. I can't. I can't stop. I can't stop her. We love you, Brittany. Feel free to, if you're happy to listen to this, Brittany, and you want to sing that song, we'll produce it for you. Brett, 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 you're my fave. Love you. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. 
We love Happy you. Holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> the the mood. I don't know how it goes. So okay. Winkly dee doodly da. <laughs> next year, next year, that's gonna be your song. Cyclones. Go state.